your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello, hello, and cheers to you wherever you are listening from. The birds are singing and life is happening. This is Catherine, your host of Your Positive Imprint, the variety show podcast featuring positive achievements, inspiring positive actions worldwide. What's your PI? Music by the very talented composer Chris Knoll. Check out his fabulous music at chrisknoll.com. That's C H R I S. N-O-L-E dot com or check him out on Spotify. Thanks for listening and continue listening from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can also sign up for email updates about the podcast. And of course, continue listening from any podcast platform such as iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or simply your favorite podcast platform. Download my episodes by hitting subscribe or that follow button at your favorite podcast platform. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Your Positive Imprint. Well, today's guest shares this quote with you on her website. We are stars wrapped in skin. The light you are seeking has always been within. Rumi. Now that quote is inspiring and Jennifer Knoll took that inspiration to better herself and to serve you as a certified yoga teacher. And I know there's lots more certs as her interests are far and wide. Residing in Nashville, Jennifer provides meditation classes and yoga therapy and holistic healing. But for me, what is really fascinating is that she blends astrology into her teachings and she provides students with their own unique map of the universe's imprint upon them. Now that is awesome and it falls right in line with what's your PI. Jennifer Knoll, welcome to the show and I'm so excited to have you here. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have tried doing this in person for such a long time and we just haven't been able to make it work and now we're having to do it skype but that's okay you have positivity and such great energy <laughs> oh thank you yeah anxious to hear your story <laughs> well i love to share it yoga is um one of my favorite things to do to practice to talk about so i'm here for it Thank you for your inspiration of just everything that you do, your posts, your meditation, your yoga, the classes that you offer. And now reality is different with COVID-19. So I know that's changed quite a bit for you. But let's, let's go to Jennifer Knoll and whom you are and where you came from and the positive imprints that brought you to yoga. Oh, it's uh, it's such a strange and I don't know how interesting story. I don't even really know how I stumbled across yoga, but it happened when I was in my early teens and um, I guess aging myself a little bit. <laughs> then it was uh, we had VHS tapes. Um, I think my mom might have had a yoga tape. And I was like wondering, oh, what is this? And I put it in and I watched it and I was, 
oh, that looks fun. A little bit like dancing, a little bit like stretching. I was interested in it. I tried it and I just felt so good afterwards. And I was, and I was like, there is just something to this. It's, it's a different form of exercising because I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I don't love to run. Um, I don't, you know, somebody has to be chasing me to get me out there to run. So, That's a great way to put it. <laughs> sometimes I wish they would so I could get some extra cardio out there. But um, yeah, and I was like, this makes me feel amazing. This makes me feel strong and I don't hate it. So I had, I had a fond relationship with yoga for many years, but I lived in a rural part of Tennessee at that time. So there were no yoga studios anywhere. There was, I knew of nobody that practiced yoga or taught yoga. So off and on throughout the years, my practice would just come in and out with whatever DVDs I could find as we transitioned over to that. So it wasn't until I moved to Nashville, I was about, I'd say 25, when I went to my first yoga studio. And I went to a uh, Bikram studio. So the first studio experience that I ever had was hot yoga. (laughs) Oh my gosh. For yes. someone who doesn't like to run. Oh. Absolutely. And when I tell this story, people were like, oh my gosh, you just literally, you just jumped right into the fire, didn't you? <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, yes, because um, the studio that I work at now and that um, I teach Power Vinyasa through, it's a Baptiste um it's a Baptiste studio. So we do heat the studio, but it gets, you know, maybe 98 degrees at the most. This studio where we did the Hot 26 series, it was, I think, 120, something like that, if I remember correctly, like 80% humidity, and the classes were about 90 minutes long. But I loved it. I'm one of those crazy people. I love heat. I will take summer over winter any day. So afterwards, I felt exhausted. I felt wrung out, and I was completely in love. I signed up, gave them all my money, and... um, (laughs) I practiced there at that studio for about two years. Then I wanted to branch out a little bit because with the, the Bikram series, it's they call it the Hot 26. It's the same 26 poses in sequence over and over. There, there's not, you know, anything thrown in there off the cuff. So, so I just if, wanted to explain. If uh, a listener doesn't quite understand what you mean by the 26 poses, how could you explain that? I really couldn't. Um, The only thing that I could tell you is it's Bikram's style. And if you know anything about him, he is, I think, on the run (laughs) right now. He is um, a fallen from grace uh, yogi. So turns out he's not a very uh, good person, very good man. He's the one that designed, or actually he didn't design them. These are ancient yoga poses, but he put his name on them and turned them into this Hot 26 series. So anybody could go online and type in Hot 26 yoga, and you will get that rundown of all of those poses that go in sequential order. Is that standard across all yoga? Well, it's funny because a lot of those asanas, uh, which are the physical poses of yoga in the Hot 26, 
series that he coined under his name, you can find those in all yoga practices. What makes it different is that it's a little more stagnant. What I do now is more of a flowing style. You move around on your mat, you're up and down on hands and knees a lot. Most of the Hot 26 series it is standing. Okay. Yeah, so so that's a big difference there. Okay, so you were back in time again where you were going to this uh, studio. Yes, and so I decided I wanted a change of pace. The studio that I was going to for the Hot 26 was a beautiful studio. I enjoyed the practice, but I felt like even though I was going there for two years, uh, nobody knew my name. There wasn't a lot of camaraderie there. And uh, not to put that completely on that studio, at that time, I was, I kept to myself a lot anyway. I would describe myself back then because I've changed and evolved a lot, uh, particularly in these last few years, uh, very shy, sort of standoffish, more of an observer. Not to say that I wasn't friendly. I was very friendly, but um, would usually wait for somebody to approach me instead of vice versa. And not many people did that at that studio. So I didn't make any friends. I didn't have a sense of community or anything. So there was, wasn't really too much that was holding me there. So I decided to try a different studio, which was just down the road, a little bit closer to my house. I walked in immediately. People were like, hi, introducing themselves oh. to me, um, welcoming me into the class. I was a little nervous at first because I was like, oh, I don't know if I like all of this attention. But turns out I did. Um, <laughs> I immediately felt that sense of community. And I was like, there is something special about this place. Took a couple classes there, decided to become a member. And then the owner, Leanne, mentioned that she was unrolling her new student teacher training. And I discussed it with my husband. And I said, I'm going to do this. And I had never thought of taking yoga teacher training before. Never thought in my mind that I wanted to be a yoga teacher. And even when I signed up for the training, I still didn't think I was going to teach. I just wanted to deepen my practice and learn more about what yoga really was aside from just those physical aspects. So it all happened very quickly, all kind of by happenstance. And that was... Two years ago that that happened, did my um, teacher training there, still practice there. It is still my home, and I teach there as well. So it's just been a huge blessing. Well, and, and Leanne was that positive imprint for you that inspired you to move forward. Oh, she definitely was. I mean, my life has changed so drastically in such a positive way in ways that I never would have imagined ever since I walked through the door of that yoga studio. That is so awesome. And, and what a background to have picked up a VHS tape and then to have maneuvered through life trying to find that path again. Absolutely. Yeah, when you think about things like that, the things that happen to you without a plan or even a thought. I mean, I do, I'm very 
I believe very strongly in that energy that you put out comes back to you. I'm one of those, you know, crazy woo-woo, we we call it sometimes, <laughs> woo-woo people that, you know, builds the vision boards and everything. It's like, you know, where your energy goes, where your focus goes, it flows back to you. I do believe that putting that out there will bring to you what you want, but sometimes what you need, you might not even realize until it shows up. Now let's talk about you now are in this teaching role, which that changes you already because the responsibility is different than as a student. And then you're, you're moving forward with even uh, not, not just determination, but you're moving forward with, with this path of, of growth and magnitude for yourself to serve others. So talk about your inspiring positive imprints and what your yoga, how yours is inspiring. And and I also, I mean, this is a, a very long question. I also am so interested in the astrology part. Right. The astrology interest goes well beyond even the yoga. I don't know. I was such such a a strange child, I guess. I, I've just always been drawn to things that seem mystical. And I don't know how old I was when I stumbled across, uh, you know, um, my first astrology book. And I fell in love with it. And I, th- I think I was probably about 12 years old. And I, I bought this really, no, actually, it was my mom's. Yes. So my mom had this really thick astrology book that gave you the rundown of every single sign, the characteristics of them. And then in the very back, you could find all of the charts um, where the planets were at the year that you were born and everything. So it got kind of specific as I have learned as I got older, that you really need the exact time of your birth to just really narrow that down. But anyway, I did some broader birth charts for my friends and my family. And I just loved doing them because I felt like it gave me a deeper insight into the people that I was doing these charts for. And I just loved their reactions when I would read them to them or give them to them. And and it was just so fun. So um, as I got older, a couple years ago, actually, I mean, it's always been an interest of mine. But a couple years ago, I did a course with an astrologer and got my certification, one of the many certifications that I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I bought some fancy software. And then I learned how to merge two of the things that I love, yoga and astrology, and that's, it's actually not very hard to do that at all because each sign rules a specific part of the body. And so you can design yoga flows, yoga poses for each um, uh, um, sign uh, to help open up those parts, how to move stuck energy. And so I've had a couple of workshops and people love them. They bring their friends, their significant others. They learn something about them learn something about themselves, and then we do some yoga together. So it's been a lot of fun. I think it is fantastic that people go in and they learn something about themselves as as they're also doing yoga and meditation. Because one of the things with meditation, 
is you have to learn more about yourself and you're digging deeper and deeper within your soul for that purpose that you're doing this is really incredible and just uh, I think it's a, a really interesting addition yeah and it and it all blends together the meditation astrology meditation uh, yoga because when you practice yoga you're essentially peeling back those layers too you're learning more about yourself you're learning where your strength lies where your weakness lies you're learning how to be in that present moment, dropping your resistance, letting it be what it is. There's so many lessons to be learned. I also work with stroke survivors and their caregivers and also people with traumatic brain injury that I am doing in the studio because I became affiliated with a wonderful program. It's called Love Your Brain. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know what that is, I really encourage you to look it up. One of the founders is Kevin Pierce. He was an Olympic hopeful snowboarder some years ago. And he, while he was practicing for the Olympics, uh, he had a really severe accident on that half pipe, I believe is what it's called. And it nearly killed him. He had a very severe traumatic brain injury afterwards. And there's a great documentary called The Crash Reel that his family filmed of his recovery. So it really goes in depth and, and shows what these people have to go through to overcome these obstacles, what the families deal with as they support them. So yoga was very helpful in his recovery and helping with his anxiety, stress, depression levels, as well as giving him that physical strength back. So this program was launched from that. And um, so we do, I think, four series a year. It's completely free for those that qualify. That's great. And that, yes, it's wonderful. A traumatic brain injury. The people that I have met through this program have been incredible. They really, really show you the true meaning of resilience. It's wonderful. But it just gives them a, that sense of empowerment back helps them to reduce their stress and anxiety, gives them something to look forward to, and just helps them to regain their, their mental and physical strength. You know, somebody walks through this the studio that, I mean, the first series that I did, I wasn't sure how I was going to get through it. I was an emotional mess. And it was not because I felt sorry for these people. It was the opposite. I was so emotional and so overcome because of their strength and their willingness to show up and to gain power back over their lives and to get stronger. And it was, it was just so incredible. And so I had to come home and I had to, I had to work on my coping mechanisms, how, cause you're sort of absorbing all of their energy. Right. And it, it, it's like, how, how do I feel this? And then how do I send this off in a, in a healthy, positive way? Well, you know, that's something that I think is important even right now for you to share because the whole world, we're self-isolating. What are some of the coping skills you can provide? Because you came home, you needed to take that different energy of reality and 
decide how you were going to cope with this. So what are some of the coping mechanisms that you can share with listeners right now as they're coping through this crisis and their own depressions and anxiety? Yeah, well, the one thing that I had to remind myself of and that I still do daily is to acknowledge how you feel and to sit with it be with it and feel it all. We we have a tendency, and I know I very much do, to want to build walls around uncomfortable feelings, to want to run away from it. A lot of bad habits, addictions, any way to numb yourself, to turn away from those feelings, it's very easy to do that. But we can't. You know, so what I had to learn was to just sit there with it, just just feel those feelings, be with them and then say, okay, I'm going to take some nice, deep breaths. And the breath is the number one most powerful thing, really. The breath can change your mood. It can change your physiology. It can change everything. I mean, if you think about it, if you get nervous or scared, how does your breath change? usually becomes shorter, choppier, faster. When you're relaxed, when you're feeling good, you're breathing nice and deep and easy. So if you want to change your mood, you can change your breath. The mood will follow suit and vice versa. So for me, one of my practices is always some breath work. So sitting down, Maybe if you want to call it meditation or if you just want to call it some moments of mindfulness, sitting, feeling, becoming aware of those feelings, acknowledging them, thanking them. What kind of lessons are they here to teach me? And then say, okay, I'm ready to feel something else. So I'm going to sit here. I'm going to take, you know, a series of nice deep breaths. And I picture that breath cleansing me and carrying away those feelings and creating space for some new ones. That number one is my best coping mechanism. I appreciate that in you sharing that. And then, so now we, we move forward with more of, of what you're doing with the people in your community for the people in the community. And so you're working with folks with, you, you mentioned stroke also. Yes. So stemming from the love your brain work that I was doing with the traumatic brain injured, a occupational therapist in the area reached out to me and she wanted to bring some new stuff into her clinic. She has a neurotherapy clinic. Uh, So I met with her and she was like, I mean, I heard these amazing things about yoga, these people really need some some stress relief. After a stroke, their lives changed so dramatically. Same thing with a traumatic brain injury. And one of the common things amongst both of them is they remember their lives before and they desperately want to be that person again. I never thought of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so that creates a lot of anxiety. It creates depression. It's very lonely, very isolating because they have a different existence now. And it doesn't mean that they're never going to recover fully and become that person that they were, but maybe they never will. So they need some sort of coping mechanisms to help them 
navigate their new way of being. We started to do some yoga classes at her clinic, and we're doing them twice a month right now. And they're a joy. They're wonderful. And we all just get together, and it's very gentle. It's seated in a chair. We move our bodies however we can. A lot of them can only move one side of their body. So, you know, if we're doing something where we're moving both arms and only one is actually doing that, that's completely fine. Visualization is very powerful, too. If you can visualize that arm moving just as the opposite one is, you're still creating those neural pathways in your brain. You're still creating some positivity in your mind and in your body just as if you were physically moving so we work on that we work on breath and then we do some meditation together and I've been getting really good positive feedback from them and it's something that we can do together in a group setting and we chit chat with each other at the end we share whatever they want to share and so it's it's almost like a nice social group setting for them as well. You you are very good with explaining what you are doing. And so I can just imagine that when someone comes in and they are with you during a yoga meditation, or in this case, with the stroke victims, that they feel at ease and they feel that with your energy and your the voice that you use very calming that they'll 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 get through it and it's something for them to that they do look forward to it i mean i can imagine that they do look forward to seeing you and you talk about the neuropath and and there's so much we don't understand about the brain and there's so much that i think through a different training and like you said visualize it it's amazing. And yes. that's, it's one of my favorite meditations to do, too, is visualization meditations. Um, I like to create stories because they're very relaxing, but it's also igniting those different parts of the brain, too. It's, it's firing stuff up there so that there's, there's a lot of internal work going on. It's, it, again, coming back to the magical. I mean, it all feels very magic to me. And that's why I love just diving into it and sharing it with other people. Yes. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, but at the end of the podcast, if you want to do a visual meditation, you are welcome to do that. That's totally up to you. But as you were talking, and and I have listeners who are dancers, and I just am bringing this up because your visualization is so important, I think. One of my dance partners is had a stroke during our school year now, or not our school year, but our, our semester, whatever you call it, our dance year. And he's, he's a tapper. He's in my tap class. And when he was able to walk again, and it, it took three weeks, four weeks, he came to class and he would hold the bar and he would visualize his feet moving and doing those steps. And mm-hmm. do you know what that did for him? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So what you're saying is so incredibly true. And I saw it. And uh, Steve was just an incredible, happy person to be there with us. And even if he could only move the one 
foot and tap it, he could visualize the other. And he's getting better, but now, of course, he's going to have to do it at home because right. uh, this has all happened, and I, I certainly hope we'll be able to convene at some point. I don't know how that's what that's going to look like, but... <laughs> I know. Well, we don't. We're taking it day by day. But just as you and I are talking um, via technology here, technology is playing a very important role, especially right now. My yoga studio obviously has closed its doors as all non-essential businesses in the area have. So we've taken our classes online. So that looks different for us. You know, we're having to change the schedules around, trying to work with our members. What would you like? What do you need from us? But we're teaching our classes online, and I'm going to be doing the same thing for my stroke survivors and their caregivers, friends, family, um, whoever wants to join with it, uh, because it's even more isolating now, right? Now that we're being indoors, and we need a sense of community, And if you can't physically be in the same space, I mean, Skype and Zoom um, is amazing where you can still have that connection. You can see other faces. You can still move and breathe in unison with other people and still chat and have that sense of kinship and that you're sharing the energy. And it's very important, especially in times like this. So Jennifer, are these classes that you have online open to the public or are they closed group? The See, the classes that I have on my website, I do put the stuff on there that I teach at my yoga studio. And those are for our members or anybody that wants to come into the studio and pay a drop-in price. And the same uh, goes for when we teach online. And our schedule online changes by the week. So what I have on my website may not necessarily be what we are teaching online from week to week. And what is your website? The website is jennifernoll.com. I just, I grabbed my name before somebody else did. <laughs> so okay. that was convenient. <laughs> okay, so it's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-N-O-L-E.com. Yes. I spell that last name a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you and, do. And so people can go and take a class even though they haven't been a member of your studio. Yes, they can. Uh, there's a drop-in rate. And then even if somebody were doing something, um, if you would really, if you really need some yoga in your life, you need to practice, you're financially strapped right now, Send me an email, reach out to me. I might have a little special code to, to get you into a class so you can practice and raise your vibrational energy and just uh, bring a little bit more positivity into your life. If you need it, feel free to reach out. Also, I teach some uh, online classes myself. And also for stroke survivors, if that's something that you're dealing with or you know of somebody, that is anybody is welcome to join those groups and classes as well. You don't have to be um, a patient of that clinic. I've had people come from all over the place. Yeah, thank you for that. And I'm so glad that you have taken this journey in a different direction because you know it's something that is, is needed. Very much so. And if you're, you know, self-isolating and you're in the home and you've got the news on all day long, that's 
that's going to, you know, it's going to wreak some havoc on your emotional stability, on your energy. I mean, it can get dark. It can feel heavy really quickly. So some yoga and meditation is, I feel, so important right now to just clear that energy out and to just make yourself feel better. Absolutely. And I've started taking classes online like jazz and ballet. And I was a little, okay, how are we going to do this? Because you have such a tiny space. You know, I, I don't have a big dance hall, but it's been great. It really has been great. Yes, it has. You know, like all of us teachers say the same thing. And along with our members or whoever are taking our classes, it's a change for all of us. Yeah, Um, we're used to being in that studio. Now we're teaching from home. People are practicing from home. You're thinking, how is this going to work? I have no space. You actually do. You can make it work. You just have to try it. And then you're going to say, oh, my gosh, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. So glad I did that. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I'm doing all the classes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm meeting people from all over the world, you know, which I do anyway. But it's it's just been it's been a, a different journey. It's a it's a different reality, but the journey is the same. We're all learning from our experiences. Yes, we we really are. And I think this is a very strange time, a very um, heavy time. But when we all emerge from this, when we come out on the other side, we're there's going to be some positives there. People are, you know, they're they're learning things that they didn't have time to learn before. I know of some people that have, you know, just started learning Italian or Spanish or they're taking dance classes. There's so many incredible fitness instructors. There's people that are taking their talents online that haven't been doing so. So they're reaching a broader community. There, it, I'm seeing a big shift there. I've even heard people that have been coming to the studio saying, oh, I can't wait to get back in the studio, but are you still going to be keeping these classes online? Because I really love this option as well. Isn't that great? Yeah. I think that's great because it it did change opportunities. And I know it's hard for people out there because this is is a life-threatening occurrence that we're living through. So we're dealing with it in a much different manner than what we would otherwise. And I think with more empathy and sympathy. Absolutely. Are you interested in doing a, any meditation? Yeah, we could do a meditation. And I, I think what I'll do, um, another one of my favorite go-tos is a, a systematic relaxation, a body scan, So we can do that. Okay. Fabulous. All right. So just come into a comfortable seated position. So listeners, if you're driving, you need to pull over. That's right. Yes. I'm going to tell you to gently close your eyes. But if you're driving, please don't do that. So just ground your sit bones down into whatever you're seated on. And feel your spine grow a little bit taller as you lift up through the crown of your head. So we're finding some good posture in our comfortable seat here. And let the eyes drift shut. And just take a moment to just tune in. Just notice how your body is feeling right now. Not trying to change anything. 
Just cultivating that awareness. Notice how your breath moves. Notice where you feel the breath most in your body. Maybe you feel the chest expand. Maybe the shoulders slightly lift on the inhale. And then start to deepen that breath. Take longer and fuller inhales in through the nose. And match the exhales in length back out of the nose. And see if you can make your breath slow, calm, and steady. Breathing fully into the lungs on your inhale. And emptying all the air out completely on your exhale. Just like that, moving with your breath. Notice how the inhale feels cool in your nostrils. And the exhale feels warm as it moves back out through the nose. And now as you're breathing here, letting your body soften just a little bit more around your breath, I want you to visualize in your mind if the feeling of relaxation had a color, what would that color be? What would that look like to you? Maybe it's light blue in color. Maybe it's a golden yellow. Or a crisp, bright white light. And now visualize that color of relaxation at the top of your head. Crown of the head. And feel your scalp begin to relax. And as your scalp is relaxing, this color is flowing across the top of the head. Down into your forehead. Your forehead is smooth and relaxed. This color and this warm sense of relaxation is flowing down through your face. Your eyes are soft behind the eyelids. Your cheeks are relaxed. Release any tension in your jaw.
Relax the base of your tongue and your mouth. This warm, relaxing sensation and this beautiful color of calm and peace flows down the neck. Throat feels open and clear. Flowing down into your shoulders. Shoulders are relaxed. This color, the sense of relaxation flowing into your upper back. Around into the heart center. Continue to breathe into your heart as you feel it soften. Perhaps your color glows a little bit brighter here. This feeling of relaxation, this glowing color flows down your arm bones, down into your palms, each one of your fingers. Both arms feel completely relaxed and at ease. Relaxation flows down into your mid-back. Down into your low back, around into the belly. The belly is relaxed as it gently rises and falls with each breath. The entire upper half of your body is just glowing in your soft, beautiful, relaxing color. Everything feels calm and peaceful. The sense of relaxation travels down into your hips, your pelvis, down into your sitting bones. Relaxation flowing into your thighs, those large muscles, those large bones of the thighs are completely relaxed. Flowing down into your knees. You can feel openness in your knees. Spaciousness beneath the kneecaps. This warm relaxation, beautiful color flowing down into your calf muscles. Enveloping the shins. Down into your ankles, your feet and each one of your toes. Both legs are completely relaxed, tension melting out of them. Your entire bottom half of your body is also completely at ease, feeling peaceful and relaxed. Notice the soft vibrational energy humming through your entire body. See your entire body glowing with your color of relaxation. Feeling peaceful. Feeling tension and free. Calm and at ease. And together, let's take a nice deep breath in through the nose, filling the lungs up 
And when you feel full, just pause at the top, hold that breath, let it expand for three, two, one. Separate the lips, long sigh out, let it go. And one more time, nice deep breath in through the nose. Hold it at the top for three, two, one. Open your mouth, release it all. Last bit of tension flowing out of the body. And when you're ready, you can gently and slowly blink your eyes open. And go about your day. Jennifer, that was nice. My color was orange of the sun and it just made me smile. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it was I was getting a little bit lost on the beach though. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was a great way to just loosen up and release those tensions. Jennifer Noel, thank you so much You're for welcome. your inspiration. And are there any inspiring words you'd like to end this with for the listeners. I would just like to tell everyone to stay healthy, stay safe, take care of yourselves, treat yourself with compassion, love yourself first. In order to love anyone else fully, you have to show up for yourself first. So treat yourself kindly, however that looks to you. What a great way to end. Treat yourself kindly. Jennifer Knoll, thank you so much for sharing your positive imprints here on Your Positive Imprint. Thank you very much. To learn more about Jennifer Knoll or to sign up for any of her yoga classes, head over to jenniferknoll.com. You can also meditate with Jennifer at insighttimer.com. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI?